You want a footy podcast with expert opinion. Round one. We all went for Sydney bar uh, one bloke who went for Hawthorne. One that knows the numbers. Five contested possessions for Zach Dawson. With sizzling hot takes. I'm not even sure it's the worst trade Carlton have done in the last five years, to be honest. <laughs> and unique analysis. Everyone knows a redhead that's just good at football. You want the Greenfield Post footy podcast. Yeah! How can you go anywhere else but the Greenfield Post footy podcast for all your footy hot takes Everyone does know a redhead that's good at footy. G'day, I'm Ryan Rabs-Warren, the editor of GFP. Today, I am joined by Rudy Edsel. How are you going, Rudy? Good, Rabs. Mm-hmm. Lovely to be here. Yeah, another good week of footy, wasn't it, mate? Um, well, I wouldn't say good. It was, it was okay. True Rudy fashion. <laughs> Always the pessimist. Just to be good, honest. Good, good. Not great. Yeah. <laughs> and that's to be honest, a... there were some parts of the weekend that felt like punishment for how good round one was, like yeah. the first half of the Collingwood Richmond game. That uh, other youthful, exuberant voice you heard is our stats man, Ethan Meldrum. G'day, Eth. How are you, mate? Good. How are you? Very good, mate. Let's start off the weekend's performer of the week, boys. Eth? Uh, I'm going to go with one of our favourite sons at the Greenfield Post, of course, Tom Liberatore. Had 46 pressure acts on the weekend, which is unheard of. I'm just going to raise my hand here. What the fuck is a pressure act. <laughs> Talk know. about I, I, stats that I, mean nothing. You're, you're the stats man, Eve. Stat, Explain to us. Stats that mean nothing. I, I don't know. It's, you know, when he corrals a player or something like that, just putting pressure on an act of pressure. So just let's, g- let's just general is, one percenters. What, how I'll, many, I'll ask champion data and you'll get a response in about how six months How many pressure acts points do you get if, you've, if you get like a holding? Like if you tackle a bloke and win a holding the ball free kick, is that one pressure I think, I think that's one. That seems like it should be more. It seems like it should be more, like, but let's let's not the, let's not discount the fact that Liver had forty six on the weekend, which is more than any Bulldogs players have this season. Yeah, well, it, he's, he, it's backing up from forty four last week. He's had thirty tackles. This man is an absolute machine. Midfields are going to get scared of him the 30, way he's playing. Thirty tackles. Thirty tackles. So he's definitely a Liberatore then. Yeah, <laughs> he had thirty <laughs> tackles. In no, one no, across two. No, no, oh, across two weeks. My performer of the week, um, and Rudy and I were working together on Saturday night, and I sent him a message. I'm sorry to hear that, Rudy. And I sent him a message. <laughs> on Saturday night at the fifth minute mark of the last quarter, St. Kilda West Coast. I said, West Coast are very average and Nathan Brown is having a blinder. I'd be surprised if he doesn't go home with Josh Kennedy tonight to bed. And what happened? Kennedy kicked uh, three late ones. He did kick three <laughs> late ones and won the game off his own boot. But I'm going to stick that with Brownie because, geez, it was bloody good effort. Like, Nathan Brown is not a great footballer. And to hold, arguably... The best full forward in the game to one yeah. to one goal for the first three and a bit quarters is sensational. Mm. Mine comes uh, on the from the same game as Ethan's actually uh, a shaggy head, shaggy head fellow named Liam Picken. After Sydney hit the front late in the uh, midway through the fourth quarter, he had uh, ten touches, three marks, two one, and an assist. The bloke can seriously play footy, and uh, it's that comes quite jarring to to those of us who remember him mostly as a. Uh, a lockdown tagger. Yeah. He, he was a real nothing footballer five years ago. Scragger. Yep. He's just a scragger. And all of a sudden you look at him, you're like, you're 30 years old. Like, when did you get old and he, when did you become good? He looks like a he looks like a country footy player, doesn't he? The, uh, he is a country footy player. Yeah. It's just made it big. Yeah, yeah. He, but he's a big game player. I, I bet you he still gets out there and like milks the cows at 4 a.m. <laughs> you know. He lives in the inner suburbs. I'm sure he's found some cows. Mate, he doesn't have a cow <laughs> in Preston. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we don't need to talk about, you talk about performance of the week. We need to talk about the performance of the week or the anti-performance, if you, if you must. Where are Hawthorne at? Oh, they just look a shadow of themselves at the moment. Um, yeah, getting, getting done by Adelaide. They'd normally, 
normally respond after they lose an important game, and Essendon was an important game. Well, they did. They did respond. They responded for about a quarter. Mm. Yeah, and, they? and they just collapsed. So they were they were what, three or four goals up at quarter time. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah four goals. I mean, they got the jump on the Crows. Jenkins was out for the rest of the game early on. You'd think it's all set up for the Hawks. To Everything was coming to up roll. Hawthorne, and they mm. probably blew it. They got sourced. Sam Jacobs, how oh. was he? Rory Sloan as well. I mean, Sloan. Yeah, <laughs> at one stage, um, Sam Jacobs had more contested marks than Hawthorne. And Rory, and Rory Sloan was on track to overtake him as well. It's Just a strange. Well, it's bizarre. a strange thing to look at because everyone knows who they've given up, and then you look at the three the three blokes they got in. And we won't start with Vickery. We need to keep him till last. But you look at Tom Mitchell, good footballer, but he can't lead a midfield. Like he was the third best or fourth best midfielder at Sydney. And he, and that sat well with him. He's an in and under player, but he's not setting you up for a win like Sam Mitchell will. And then you have Jago Miro had like 30 handballs. That's nearly, not nearly you, broke the all-time record for handballs. That's not going to win you a game either. No, that's the thing. Jago Miro's 36 disposals is probably the worst 36 disposal game you'll see. Mm. Because it was, it's all sideways handballs. It's not what Hawthorne were doing last year. It's not what they built their game on. Kicking, beating opposition on the turnover. Tom Mitchell and Jago Amira are not going to do that. They're not ball users. They're distributors. No, they're not. And they don't lead in the midfield. You know, they're players that maybe lead by example if they play well, but they're not the demonstrative players to Sam Mitchell and Jordan Lewis they were. And they're also not distributors. Well, they don't put fear in teams. Like Lewis, no. Lewis, you would shit your pants if Lewis was like lining you up. Because he was he's a hard player, man. Yeah, a couple of Carlton players can attest to that yeah. yesterday. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> he really, like, really belt and blokes yeah, out there. He's a jet. And then, I mean, it's laughable that Hawthorne fans were going around walking down the street saying, we'll turn Vickery into a good, good footballer. And Rudy Edsall was one of those, not, not a Hawthorne oh, fan, yeah, but you were yeah. saying that he was going to become a good footballer. At the time, yes. I thought they probably still would have uh, Sam Mitchell <laughs> and uh, and Jordan Lewis in their midfield. Yeah, when you've got Sam Mitchell kicking it down your throat, you're probably going to be a good footballer. Yeah, that's right. And I, I mean, the first couple of weeks, he's had a crack, big tie, but uh, yeah, he look, he's a limited footy player, isn't he? He's one goal in two games for Hawthorne. He's a Joe the Goose over the top. Yeah. It's not good. I, I um, expect that from here, Hawthorne will probably struggle. Mm. And I'm going to enjoy it with a, oh. you know, a, a, a can of beer. <laughs> it's been a long time since we can say the statement, Hawthorne are shit. And geez, it's enjoyable to be able to say that. And yeah, just let that roll around in your you, mouth a little bit. Yeah, I mean, we, this, this, this is real. Just let it this, sink in. This is genuinely yeah. real. Hawthorne are not a good football side. There's only one team has conceded more points on turnovers this season. That's Gold Coast. We'll, we'll talk about Gold Coast later. We I will think, talk about yeah. the Gold Coast later. How good's the images of all the Hawks flags thrown yeah, in the, the bin out the front of the salvos? Stuff, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one, no one jumps off better than Hawthorne. They had an, a period of incredible success in the eighties. They won the, f- the flag in ninety one, and then in ninety four, ninety five, there was talk of them merging with Melbourne. Fifteen so, years in the wilderness. Yeah, that's right, and. Uh, well, they've got 77,000 members or something. I think you'll, you'll see that number dwindle a touch once they, uh, the reality of uh, 7, being a, a mediocre footy team kicks in. Well, they're 0-2. And, two. and uh, oh, no. since 2007, 48 teams have started the season 0-2, and, and only two of those have made the finals. Now, right now we have eight teams on 0-2. Eight teams, right? That's almost half the league. And I've got to run it off to you. Simple yes or no, will they make finals from here? Collingwood. Nah. Absolutely. No, no, no. North Melbourne, who have not actually looked bad. No, they haven't. Um, no, they no. won't make finals. <laughs> <laughs> but still, no. Yeah. Uh, St Kilda. 
just missed out for me. <sighs> I think they're a year away. Mm. Saying this, you've but, been saying that for oh, a while. They've, they've been reasonable. I'm gonna go yes. All right, Hawthorne. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> nah. No. Nah. Sydney. Absolutely, yes. yeah. Right. No, no question. They'll, pro- they'll probably still finish top four, Sydney. Yeah. I don't. I can't believe why I'm asking these last three, but we'll just clump them all together. Carlton, Gold Coast, Frio. No, no, none of them. No, <laughs> none of them. <laughs> Strange that Sydney, you reckon, the, is the only unanimous decision they'll make the finals? Yeah. Even yeah. after they get rolled by Collingwood on Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, let's yourself. let's ask this question. Let, let, do this. Do the research on on three teams, and then we'll talk about it next week. <laughs> <laughs> research. Yeah, can yeah, can Collingwood still make finals? Uh, well, but no. I don't. Yeah, no. I can't, uh, Sydney, they're too good. They're, you, you think about Sydney. They they debuted three blokes on the weekend and nearly knocked off nearly knocked off the Swans. And they weren't mm. bad either. And they they debuted a few in the first round too, didn't they? Um, Ollie yeah. Florent played his first game. Yeah, yeah. I think they've had five or four debutants just this this yeah. year. Like they're they're missing Isaac Heaney, who's a Jet. They'll be Jared McVeigh. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm not concerned Tom Papley. about Sydney. There's way more. Mm. I'm not at all concerned about Sydney. They'll definitely make the finals. They'll be fine. Well, we've we've teetered close to it um, when we're talking about Hawthorne, and we know Ethan, that our esteemed colleague here, loves a rant. So we thought we'd give him 60 seconds space just to have a bit of a rant, a weekly rant, and it is called... The Big Fella's Angry. It's Rudy's Rant. <laughs> <laughs> that's, uh, that's the first time I've heard that sting, and uh, I think you might have, overta- <laughs> might have overcooked it a touch. <laughs> that's gross. All right. Um, this week, I've got Carlton in my sights. They've, they've clearly looked at what uh, Danny McGinley's done with the Bulldogs, his great work... Uh, you know, making one banners. of our favourites. Yeah, one of our favourites. Uh, he's made those banners for the Bulldogs. Everyone knows about him now. He's, he's segued that into a pretty decent media career. He's uh, got a column for the Herald Sun and uh, turns up on game day. And Carlton have had a look at this and and they've they've employed a, some PR company or something and they've run back to back in the first two rounds a couple of pretty questionable banners. They've got the so the first week they uh, took aim at Dustin Martin's haircut, which is. Weird, like it's low hanging fruit in a way, but like it wasn't very funny. It was and also then, grammatically incorrect. Yeah, there's a grammatic grammatical error. But then he's come out and absolutely yeah, torched them. No room for typos and banners these no. days, are there? No. But then, um, and then the backlash to that, I thought might have, uh, you know, put a put a kibosh on the whole situation. But now, um, yesterday it was they've they've run one that says, "D's fans are about to have an off day like Bueller. You might have yachts, but hovercrafts are cooler." Except if they're crashed into the Yarra River. Well, I don't see. They're just f- first of all, that's not funny, mm. really. Um, Bueller and Cooler. I'm not really having that as a rhyme scheme. An off day like Bueller, he had the best day of all time. He did, did yeah, he? He did. He had a wonderful day. He mimed yeah. the Beatles in the yeah, parade. That's right. He had the best day of all time. <laughs> Yachts and hovercrafts. So, <laughs> it's just the everything about this is just really pretty poor. Yeah. And I think Carlton should probably, uh, I mean, if they're going to go down this banner, just get someone that's a bit more naturally funny because that's, uh, that's really scraping the bottom of the barrel. Well, it's, it's, yeah. it's backed by a PR team, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a PR firm. Give us, so give us half they're, the money and we'll write something better than that. Exactly. Yeah. Well, they're, they're just going for the grandiose. Yeah. And, uh, but, but you've got to go for the funny. Yeah, there's there's not, nothing more, and, and we can judge this by watching the footy show every Thursday night. There is nothing more cringeworthy worthy than watching a comedian try and be funny. And that is someone trying to be funny, and it's just cringeworthy. There is nothing worse than watching someone who's not naturally funny try and take on the uh, the, the humour aspect. Uh, good rant, Reddy. Good rant. So, uh, if you brought to the table something over the weekend. You wanted to bring a 3 two, one the lead or the race to the first coach to be sacked in the AFL. Yeah, yeah. Just a, um, 
just a race, I suppose. Mm. Um, yeah, there's, there's been a lot of talk preseason, especially around Collingwood and Richmond. Um, you know, Buckley, Harwick. These are names that have been floated for, you know, job security for a long time now. Ken Hinckley was another one. And it's just interesting to track them over the season, see how they go. And we've probably got a couple of bolters. Um, Rodney Eid, mm. all of a sudden, you know, you think this is finally Gold Coast year. They've got a, a fit list, you know. They, they've finally got all their players back and they're still so shit, mm. <laughs> which I think we'll get into. And Ross Lyon as well, he's, he's got four years on his deal still. And, you know, Frio put in a performance like that. They're, they're playing a good side, Frio. You mm. know, they're, they're playing their... I say best players, you know, in you know the likes of Nick Subin and all that, you know, they're, they're, they're senior <laughs> players, Daniel Pierce and all that, instead of you know the, the youth they're playing last year, and they still get thumped by Port Adelaide, absolutely torn apart, torn to shreds. Robbie Gray kicks six goals. Mm. Do you see in the uh, effortlessly the post-match presser, Ross Lyon goes, oh, I think it's time to play kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's round maybe, two. maybe Roscoe, maybe, maybe. maybe. <laughs> you won, you won four games last year. Think it's time. It's round two. You're talking. You're getting Cam McCarthy, Fife back. Everyone's talking. You guys can make finals again. They are. They're. They're the worst team in the AFL at the moment. Yep. Yeah. Just about. Um. Oh, two horse. Gold Coast is the worst team in the AFL at the moment. Yeah. Two horse race. Maybe Carlton. Uh. And yeah, so, yeah. so you've chucked. You've chucked. Eat at one. You're saying Lion at two? So you've you, you, you got to go. Sack race power rankings. Top of the list has got to be it. He's, you know, if we're talking about a race, he's skyrocketed down the straight. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's hit the turbo button. Rudy, you've been saying it for a long time. That, that decision to hire Ede was, 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 never, one of the, was never the right call. It was one of the never, dumbest decisions in AFL football. Never the right uh, Never the right decision. Ede, the game has noticeably passed him by. Mm. It's obvious. Um, he... You know, it's a it's a bunch of young kids that he's coming into with a, a cooked culture. I'm not sure they need a bloke to come in and read the riot act because uh, when you're used to not having much discipline, you can't just go down the the absolute authoritarian disciplinarian path. You need a bloke that can that can understand and and win respect rather than try and demand it straight away. That's more Eid's go, I think. The the whole demanding of respect, mm. if you will. What they what they probably needed was Ken Hinckley. Yeah, probably. So, um, some, someone who can, you know, demand respect through excellence and also galvanize a playing group. Who's, who's, can, I, yep. can I give you my power rankings? Mm. The, uh, Go for it. So I've got six coaches. Um, six? Six. Jeez, you are well, just lining them there up. Was, uh, that's what we do here. There was only one sacking last year. So to correct for that, I think I think six is to go. My number one, Ede. Number two, Nathan Buckley. Yeah, he's got to be in the line. Basically, they've basically said they have to sack him if they don't make finals, which they won't. No. Uh, three, I've got Ross Lyon at three purely because of that four-year deal and the fact that Freo more or less can't afford to sack him. Uh, four, Ken Hinckley, who needs to make the finals, doing okay at the moment. Five, Damien Hardwick. And then six as a smoky Brendan Bolton. Ooh. Um, because, only because it would be the most Carlton thing ever <laughs> to sack Brendan Bolton in a in a rebuilding year and replace him with, say, Stephen Silvani, a favourite son. Mm. <laughs> why is our Why could, is our shit rebuilding side not playing well? You could definitely see that happening, couldn't you? Oh yeah, it's so Carlton. They it's, need, um, incredibly. Know, Carlton. The one thing Carlton lack is Silvani's. They need more Silvani's I reckon if we're if we're going to be honest, I reckon Dimmer should be a little bit higher. Well, put your yeah. balls on the line. Who's uh, the first coach? Sack? Ed. Ed. Yeah, no question for me. Right. I, I reckon they've, they've I, won something like eleven of their last fifty games. Well, know, I'll give they? you something. Yeah, Buckley's, yeah, so won, Buckley's won eleven of their la, of their last thirty five. Mm. Oh, yeah. And Gold, Gold Coast won eleven of the last fifty four, which is since Ablett did his shoulder. That's people bad. might expect that mm. from the Gold Coast. 
Collingwood, fan, <laughs> Collingwood fans should expect by now to be playing a little bit better. Mm. And we just simply aren't. All right, let's go back to the Gold Coast. Now, people, or everyone's throwing their hat in the ring as to why and what's wrong with the Gold Coast. I heard Damien Barrett talk about the different things. And obviously, the AFL's pretty up, you know, pretty shit scared of what's happening up there because they sent Mark Evans, their damage control specialist, up there to try and fix things. And they're, they're, apparently, the culture's just fucked. 102 point loss to GWS, a team that is one year younger than them. It just highlights how stupid some of the personnel decisions the Gold Coast made when they first come in. You could talk about blokes like Matthew Warnock, Daniel Harris, like Nathan Cracker. Who are these blokes and why did they bring him in? Cam- Campbell Brown. Campbell Brown, one of the worst players to Hunt. ever win a premiership medal. And Carmichael Hunt, who, you know, when they said we want you to win the Charlie, he thought something. Uh, can, <laughs> can, I, can I ask you guys a question about this? Are Gold Coast better now than the first year they were in the comp? You probably need more games under your belt to say that, but all right yeah. then. Are they better now than the second year they're in the comp? Probably not. I don't. How many games did they win their second year? Not many. I, Two or three. Yeah, I I don't think I think they've gone backwards in mm. the last few years, and I think it's gone under the radar a bit because of how bad Brisbane have been and how much more openly they were in need of of uh, of outside assistance. And um, you you mentioned Mark Evans going up there. Um, he. I tell you what, he's got a big job on his hands. He does have a massive job on his hands. He's up there at the moment. They're on a sinking ship full of holes, and they've given him some duct tape to try and fix everything because they're stuffed. Let the ship sink. Uh, yeah, yeah. Move him to Tassie. <laughs> well, and but the big big issue is everyone's saying Gaz now. Gaz is he's just a, he's an individual footballer, and the fact that he mm. won the Brownlow in 2014, 2013, 13. when they won when they won eight games and finished fourteenth, I kind of highlights just how individual he might be. I, I think, yeah, it's been touched on that Gary Ablett is a player who leads by example. Mm. And I think this has probably highlighted the culture problem at Gold Coast is that he doesn't lead off the field. And nobody at Gold Coast does. This is what GWS did well. They recruited players who lead because they're leaders. You know, Phil, the, Phil Davis, Callan Ward. Phil Davis, Callan Ward. Ryan Griffin. Ryan Griffin. Mumford. Sort of. Um, wow. Shane Mumford. Heath Shaw. Heath Shaw. has been yeah, they've, they've got a captain for every line, don't e- they? Even, really? even in their early years, like Luke Power, James McDonald, mm. you know, former captains themselves. Was Luke... Chad Corns. Chad Corns. Josh Hunt. <laughs> Josh Hunt, maybe. Yeah. No. Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> That's a little bit questionable. But, um, but yeah, they, they recruited leaders. Well, did you hear the and we... that? Even if they were only there for a season or two, they led and they gave these young players an example to follow. And they also gave these young captains in Warden Davis an example to follow. And now, now... They, you know, they've they've followed their role models into mm. becoming good footballers. Gold Coast have zero of that. Like, like they're only their only good player at the moment is Took Miller. Mm. Yeah, well, <laughs> Tom, Tom Lynch. Tom Lynch as well. Okay. Tom Lynch was good. You can't. He should have been. He should have been captain for a couple of years, Lynchy. He should have been. Yeah. Well, if you, you say that, so Gaz now is not captain. Uh, would you have him back at Geelong? In a heartbeat. He's Gary Ablett. You can't mm. not. You can't say no to Gary Ablett coming back to Geelong. I think if I'd have him in. Back in Geelong, a mon proviso that he only plays as a forward. But he doesn't like playing as a forward. Well, then, no, I wouldn't have him back. And, and, and money can go and play well. in the midfield for, you know, Southport Sharks or something. <laughs> it's, it's, isn't it just strange that we, this is the, how we're talking about Gary Ablett now? I mean, the guy's won two brand lows, you now he's had two shoulder injuries, and everyone's just talking him down. It's a shame because he's the best footy player I've ever seen. Mm. All right, another thing we do uh, every show, boys, is the weird media take of the week. Last time, last week we had Gary uh, Gary Lyon talking about how 
two children shouldn't be allowed on the field when he himself had done it. What mm. have you got for us this week, Rudy? Uh, Dermot Burton, Saturday afternoon. So Gil McLaughlin did the media rounds. He was uh, on Triple M. He was on SEN. He was on the ABC. He is so fucking boring to listen uh, to, by the way. He, <laughs> he, he knows what he's doing mm. uh, media-wise, Gil. Uh, but yeah, so he was on. He did all the rounds. And um, Dermot Burton on Saturday afternoon, they were talking about the AFLW. He spoke about that everywhere. Um, because it was a success. Uh, and so they, they got on to talking about Aaron Phillips and stuff. And Burton asked um, Gil if he'd heard of any situations within the women's league of the the, the gay players grooming uh, the, the younger girls. Uh, in, the, in the words of Luke Darcy, say that again. Say that again. That didn't... What, what, Black Ops? What yeah. <laughs> what on earth did he bring that up for? So, he, hang, he so said, hang on, what is he, he said, actually suggesting? Well, he he said, I'll, re, I'll read you out exactly what he said. In that area I've heard of, and I hope it's not true, but I've heard of situations within that women's league of grooming. Has that come to your desk? Have you heard about it? He said that to Gil McLaughlin. If, you, if you're going with that, you want to have something more concrete than I've heard whispers. Hmm. You, know, you know what I mean? Not very, n- not good enough from them. And, uh, I mean, you're talking I'm, about a I'm crime. Thinking, I'm thinking you'll probably yeah. cop it a decent whack in the uh, in this this coming week of the media cycle. SEN that, that, on that, fire. Yeah, at that the wouldn't moment. happen to be on SEN, would it? Where they're just trying <laughs> to sensationalise every single pundit. They're on yeah. fire at the moment. All right, boys. Now, uh, a little segment we like to call "I Tell You What," which is uh, where we go around each of us and say, "I tell you what we want or what we don't like." And I'll kick this one off, boys. I tell you what I don't like, and that is blokes like a Ruzio Fantasia giving himself. A nickname. Well, I've got a Razio Fantasia here. I've been told to call you Raz. Is that right? Yeah, I've got Raz or Razzle Dazzle. That's a few of my nicknames. No, you don't, mate. No, you don't. <laughs> You're kidding. No, he's giving him. He's self applied Razzle Dazzle. Self applied Razzle Dazzle. He hasn't even self applied a, a, a nice or a good nickname. I'm, I'm off him. You I've, can't... I've been on him. I'm off him. That's, Ma- that's, that is outrageous behavior. You cannot Dazzle. give yourself Spare me. a nickname. Get, get out. Get out, Ratio <laughs> Fantasia. Like uh, George Costanza trying to self-apply the nickname T-Bone. <laughs> you just can't do it. You so. can't do it. Ratio, you might have kicked nine no. goals to start the season, but get stuffed, mate. You're you not giving stuffed. yourself a nickname. You can yeah. razzle-dazzle the fuck off. Right? Yeah, get absolutely <laughs> stuffed. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Mm. I'll tell you what. If the Cats play Harry Taylor as a forward again, I'm going to drive to Geelong and leave a flaming bag of shit at Chris Scott's office door. <laughs> Because Wait, he might think Jimmy Bartel did that. <laughs> <laughs> well, or it might, you know, be, or I'm might, happy, be, might be Brad. I'm happy to let I'm happy to let uh, Jimmy take the blame on that. But it was it's not working. It's never going to work. They they've been they were training him up as that in, in the summer. And as soon as I heard that, I was like, that's going to cost the Cats a game at some point. Very nearly did on the weekend. As soon as they put him back down back, he the first thing he did intercept possession straight off. <laughs> Yeah, don't do it again, Chris Scott, or you'll get the flaming bag of poo. (laughs) (laughs) It's a good guy. I reckon you should really think about this. Uh, I tell you what, I am seriously looking forward to this new ruck rule being exploited. It got done by Geelong on the weekend. It was a ball up. When they were leading by a point with a minute to go, they didn't nominate a ruckman. Oh, really? Yeah, North Melbourne did. They nominated Braden Prue, so he got the hit out, went straight to Ben Paynton. Geelong players swarmed on him. Mm. Yeah, mm. I, I don't think you have to nominate a ruckman, and teams are going to think about this so more and more. Are you suggesting, Ethan, that the AFL has implemented a new rule without thinking about the consequences? <laughs> <laughs> 
Believe it or not, they Surely not. So unlike the AFL. Greek did it too on uh, Thursday night against the Pies. Nominated in Braden Maynard, the smartest footballer on earth, just shepherded him out of a contest. (laughs) Yeah, there's there's loophole after loophole in in, in this new rule. And teams are going to think about it harder and harder over the weeks to come. Because that worked for Geelong. They won the game by a point. They held the lead. They kicked it out of their back line because they swarmed Ben Cunnington. It worked. It saved the game for him as well as Patrick Dangerfield's sublime one-handed pickup on the wing. Mm. Uh, he's he's a very good footballer, Patrick. Yeah, he's not bad. He's not oh, bad. I haven't heard much about him. No, yeah. no, neither have I. Good, Fox, y- good young talent. Fox Footy don't really rate him. They don't really want to give him too much <laughs> limelight, do they? <laughs> All right, boys, as we wrap this up, uh, give me something you look forward to for the weekend, an upcoming round. Oh, me, I'm looking forward to um, Melbourne playing Geelong. I think Melbourne are a good side and should really target Geelong under the roof at Etihad. Yeah, Geelong home game, Geelong home crowd. Yeah, right. In Melbourne. Mm. Something I'm actually looking, really looking forward to, as an extension of that, is all of Saturday. The football just looks so enticing. On, you know, we got Richmond West Coast, which I think is a really good test of how good Richmond actually are because, mm. you know, they've beaten Carlton and Collingwood, who are fairly and trash. and Kennedy, what a matchup that will be. Yeah, that'll be really fantastic, especially um, North GWS, I think, is actually quite intriguing because North haven't been that bad. Geelong, Melbourne, a showdown under the lights. Between yeah, no. you know, first and second, yeah. Port Adelaide and Adelaide, that will be so good. And some Frio Bulldogs game, I think, something like that. Some Frio, yeah, you sound like real pumped up for that one, mate. No. Yeah, I'm thrilled. Uh, absolutely. But all of Saturday, aside from that, just looks absolutely fantastic. It's you know, it's a proper five game day of footy. I'll give you something I'm looking forward to. Friday night, Darcy Moore not kicking another goal and Collingwood. Uh, calling with the club and calling with fans, calling out for some help for Darcy Moore. If only they had another key forward. Mm. Mm. Fancy that. Mm. that Fancy that, boys. Well, that's it. Another Greenfield Post footy podcast. We'll be back next Monday night with another Greenfield Post footy podcast.